0: Let me forget the woman who came through the drive-thru at McDonald's while I was working there, was volunteering at McDonald's, um, and uh, this woman came through the drive-thru, and, and the McDonald's at the point you can't see the people who are ordering. You, you can see their vehicle, but you can't really see them too far back. And I said, welcome to McDonald's, may I take your order, like I did in my sleep at night. I said so much during the day. Welcome to McDonald's, may I take your order? And I'm not ready yet. And I said, okay. Sorry. Didn't know that I had called you. I thought you had driven up to the speaker where we say, welcome to McDonald's, may I take your order? And so I, I, uh, I'm waiting. I said, order when you're ready. I'm waiting. I'm ready! is an order, And she told me her order and then pulled up to the front of the first window. There was a lady that sat about three rows back from me in church. And she said, Oh, well, hello! <laughs> said, oh, okay. You must have had a cold like a frog or the devil in your throat. <laughs> That must have been what was at the speaker. And I'll never forget her for that. Poor thing. That might have been the worst day of her life. And people were constantly trying, like up until that point, people were constantly trying to make her be ready when she wasn't ready. And she, I, I was the last straw that day. So I'll never forget that lady, and it really, it really saddens me that that's the reason I'll never forget her. <laughs> that's not good for her, and it's probably it's. I caught her at her worst, but it's just in my brain now. It's in my brain, and I can't get that interaction out. I will all that I, you know, there's nothing to forgive. Really, yeah, I don't, I don't have to. We just had a weird interaction, and I remember it. And I wonder how many times Christians are doing things that will make people remember them forever and not in good ways. For well, wonder how many times we're like that. Whenever we're not quite... On our game, we're not we're not quite ready to smile at the world just yet. But yet we go venturing out into the world. And there we go, without our smiles and without our we're doing just great. And we're real people. I wonder how many times we're unforgettable in ways that aren't healthy. Wonder how many times we'll be remembered for all the wrong reasons. So I think there's some ways, some things we can focus on in being able to be remembered in the proper way, to be able to be remembered in a way that has a good impact on people. And it's nothing that we, where we have to think, I need to go out and be a fake person. We're not trying to be fake people to other people. We're just trying to make an impact. And I think over the next three weeks, we're going to talk about several things that will allow us, several attitudes and actions that will allow us to have positive impacts on the people we encounter and be remembered for all the right reasons. So there's this passage in 1 Thessalonians, and we'll be in 1 Thessalonians, or at least we'll be jumping out of 1 Thessalonians all, um, for the next, uh, all of November. And we get to the very opening passage of 1 Thessalonians, right, right after he says, this is Paul that's writing you. He says to the, the Thessalonian church, we always thank God, him and the other writers, Paul, Silas, and the several of their writers. We always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. I think if we could be remembered by our, our labor prompted by love, our work produced by faith, and our endurance inspired by our hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Just for remembered for those three things, I think we're off to a good start. That person works hard because of their faith. That person is, is, keeps going because they have. That person loves like nobody else I know. See, I also know people that I would never forget because they loved me unconditionally and it was, was just unbeatable, unearned. I also know people who forgave me quickly. That changes you. That impacts you. I also know people who, have, who just t- tirelessly work and tirelessly hope in Jesus. And I will never forget them because of that. I will always remember them because of that. But before we get into those three things starting next week, I think there's something that we need to focus on as Christians and focus on making it very clear. It's our message. The message we have as a church to people who are not in a church. The message we have as followers of Jesus to people who do not follow Jesus. Now, we often complicate the message. <clears throat> but what we want is a very clear message. Look what Paul says to this church here. He says, for we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God. That's just one word, that's one Greek word, just for beloved, but it means all the men and women in the room who are loved by God. So to transfer the Greek word, we can either say beloved, like Shakespeare, or we can say brothers and sisters, loved by God. For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he has chosen you because... Our gospel came to you, not simply with words, but with power, with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. You know how we live among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering and with joy given by the Holy Spirit. And so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia, the Lord's message. Rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and in Achaia, your faith in God has become known everywhere. So you ring a bell, just ring it. It's always just one note, um, and everything has a note. Um, you knock on a wall, it makes a sound. It has a tone. I, 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 you, you have, it has a tone that makes a sound, one sound. Have you heard dissonance in a room where you, you can sing a note and there's another note there by it? Maybe you heard this earlier, I doubt it. But maybe while well, we were singing. It. Maybe there's maybe it's dissonance, and you hear, you hear this like weird tone and they don't match. You're just like, oh, that's. One one of those notes would have been pretty The other note would have been pretty But you put them together And it's just It doesn't work I can sing two notes at one time a trick I have I'm not going to do it for you Because it's weird (laughs) But there's this like Strange What you do is you sing And then you almost hit like a reverb in your teeth And then this other note comes out I'll do it for my life here tonight, since they asked. <laughs> they did not ask. <answer. laughs> they're going to say, "Quit doing that, Benjamin." Uh, but then, when you when you hear the two notes together, they're like, "Ah, uh, that's," I don't know about all that. And sometimes I think our message doesn't ring clear because we've got all these other bells ringing. And I'll show you how this happens. Uh, Christians believe that Jesus was the son of God Jesus is the son of God that he died on a cross and that, he's been, that he resurrected three days later we can count that we can count that in the we all believe that category Jesus, died, and Jesus was the son of God died on a cross was resurrected three days later alright, good alright we believe he appeared to Paul and to Peter and to all the disciples and then they went out then And they told the world about this resurrected Jesus. And there was a bunch of people who decided that they wanted to follow Jesus. Both Jews and Gentiles. Both Jews and non-Jews. All wanted to follow Jesus. Alright, we got that. We're all on board. Not just Church of Christ. Not just Methodists. Not just Baptists. Not just um, Pentecostal or Assembly of God. We we all get Jesus was... The Son of God is the Son of God. He died on a cross. He he rose after three days. And that we should follow Jesus. Because he appeared to all these people and they changed the world. We all believe that. That is boring to humans. Because what we do is we draw a line there and say, okay, well, we all believe that. What else do we? We say, well, we believe this, we believe you should do things this way, and they believe we should do things this way. And we say, okay, well, that's what makes us different. And often, what makes us different, we believe, makes us special. We've been told this by hundreds of after-school programs. What makes us different makes us special. Special. And what makes us unique is the thing that we should be proudest of. And while it may be true in your own personal life, in your own story, what is unique about you is beautiful. Because God made you unique and you should praise God for, for, for the way he made you. But when it comes to churches, what we often do is we get muddled down in the stuff that's not Jesus is alive. But we get muddled down in the stuff that's, well, because Jesus is alive, I, we've gotta, we've gotta, we've gotta sing a song and have a prayer for you. We've gotta do things our way. Do you know why we do things our way here? Because we like to do things our way a great reason. But what happens is we start like we start comparing the way we do things and the way they do things and the way they do things and we say, well, we're different and we're at odds. But at the top, at the very top, there's a resurrected king who, who we all believe in. And so we would rather find division in our differences than unity in our kingdom. And what happens is we start, instead of preaching the clear message, the very clear message, that Jesus is alive, and that Jesus is king, and that he died on the cross, and he rose from the grave, and that he should rule your life, and that you should follow him, instead of preaching that very clear message, we we would rather preach the complicated one. We'd rather preach the complicated one because the complicated one makes me out to be in the right and others in the wrong. Now, <clears throat> this is nothing that we don't do things in in certain ways because we believe that the Bible tells us we should do things in certain ways. This doesn't mean that we should just give up all um, disagreement and say, "Well, let's just all get along and not talk about it." I think we should talk about it. I think we should have the discussion. I think we should disagree. I think there are times when we say, listen, no, you need, no, this is very important. When people are saying, no, that's not all that important. We should have those conversations, but we should have them as brothers and sisters under the kingship of Jesus. And I'll tell you why we get complicated. Because while complicated, it's difficult to understand. Wait, so at y'all's church, you've got to do this, and you've got to do this, and you got to do that, and this, and this, and that. You've got to do this right, and this right. Yeah, we haven't even got to Wednesday nights yet. And if you want to be really covered to heaven... <laughs> Wednesday nights are great here, you should come, but we 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 list, we list these things and we say you've got to do all these things now the person telling you to do all those things guess what they've been doing since they were young all those things the complicated message is difficult to understand but it's actually really easy to do because complicated message often only pertain to 1 hour of all of our week this is how we do church. It's a complicated to understand. But this is how we do it. One hour a week. The simple message. Of Jesus is our savior. He's alive and he's king. And because he's king. We should love others. Show grace to others. Show mercy to others. Show forgiveness to others. Show kindness to others. Kindness to others be patient with others. Have joy with others. Because he's our king. And we should be. Do these things with love. That's a simple thing to understand. There's not a whole lot to to explain about love. It's easy to understand, but it's very difficult to do. The complicated message is easy to live. And the clear message is hard to live. And so we'd rather be complicated, living it pretty easy, but being right, than being clear and being called to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Jesus taught that message. He said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And then, he, and then some, it didn't take just a few seconds for someone to raise their hand and say, who is our neighbor? Let's complicate this thing up a bit, right? Go back and read that. Jesus didn't even answer his question, but we don't have time to get into that today. Go read it. You'll see. So Jesus, Jesus taught this very simple message. It's very hard to live out, and sometimes I'll be honest. People can get on me. I don't think ever to my face, but they can get on to me, and they can say. Vision is taking it easy on those people down there down in Mineral the Springs, Call calling them to simple things of love and grace. You try love and grace, and come back to me when you're done, and I'll give you something more complicated. When you're really good at love and grace, come back. I'll give you something else. But chances are, I'm going to ask you some questions that are going to make it hard for you to say I'm done loving. Love is hard to do, but it's very clear. It's a clear message. We, can, what we do is we muddle the gospel with like these complicated details, details that I, I can't be important. But because we differ with other people about these details, they become the thing we are known for. They become the message that we preach. We are not saved because of acapella singing. We are not saved by our understanding of baptism. We are not saved by the way we do Bible classes. We are not saved by the fact that we have elders and deacons. We are saved by a Savior who walked out of the grave. Now everything else comes we we eventually lead to these other discussions, these other topics but if we just focus on those topics, we'll miss a key Confident, I can go out into the neighborhood, knock on about a hundred doors, and find two or three people who are going to get baptized. And I can never, and I won't have to once mention the Resurrected King. I can do it without once mentioning Jesus. All you have to say is that I think. Um, do you know for sure that you won't go to hell? And they'll say, oh, I don't know. And I'll say, Well, you have sin in your life. Baptism, I can show Matthew 38, we're baptized for the remission of sins. I and I can jump around this scripture and that scripture, and all of a sudden, they're scared to death. <coughs> and at that point, do you think I've made a disciple of Jesus, or do you think I just made someone who make a decision? We need to clear off our message. What do do all believe in the church of Christ. I love, I love what Rick said. That's what we're about in the church of Christ. Christ. That's it. That's where we start. That's a message. We have other opinions. We have other beliefs. We have, we have practices. We have traditions. We have things we like to do. Things we don't like to do. Things, things we think are healthy practices. And things we think are unhealthy practices. But we can't have any of those discussions if we make those discussions our message. Because then those discussions are just debates. Our message is we have a resurrected king. Jesus died and he rose as king. That That affects you. That's our message. It's clear. It's simple. It's easy to repeat easy to produce, it's easy to talk about. Sometimes I hear this, I don't really talk to my friends about Jesus because everyone really to think, I, I just don't know enough. Isn't it sad that we've created a culture where people feel like they need to know a Bible's worth of material to tell the good news to other people? Jesus is... Alive, you know that you know enough. Jesus, is alive. there's no clearer message. Paul says uh, to the church in Corinth, for the end of that letter, he says, "What we heard, we passed on to you, and this is the gospel." He says, "Here's the good news. This is it." Jesus died, Jesus was the son of God, died on the cross according to the scripture, and he was resurrected, and he also died. Paul, uh, what do you believe about the Trinity? What? Well, unless you're going to be a true preacher of the gospel, you need to understand, know, what, know about the Trinity. Well, we we'll can talk about that some other time, because this is the gospel. Well, what about uh, how exactly baptism works? What exactly is happening there? Paul, communion—is it okay if we take it just on Sunday? Because that's a question we'd have to ask in the day. Communion. What are we gonna do? We need to keep taking it every day. Paul, what's your opinion about this or that? You know. For Church of Christ people, it's just instruments or no instruments. The people who grew up in churches with instruments, they have so many other discussions to have. Was it just an organ, or can we bring in a piano? Can we bring in a drum set? Oh, heavens, to Betsy, no, we can't. God approves of the organ, but just not loud. Like, there's, there's, there's... those of you who were raised in churches with instruments know that's, that's people, well, he's playing too loud or too fast or too many notes in there. to play the chord. We need the, the electric guitar. <laughs> and there's all other discussions to have, and we can get bogged down in those so much that Jesus is nowhere to be found. And again, don't hear me wrong. I'm not saying to not have those discussions. Let's have those discussions. But that cannot, it cannot be what our church is about. Amen. Church of oh, Christ, y'all, y'all are the ones that believe, don't believe in, in, in instruments. I think I get that one a on. lot. That's actually not the one I get the most, but the one I get the most is too painful for me to say it Actually, the one I get the most is, y'all believe y'all are the only ones going to heaven. I once heard a guy respond to that by saying, well, no, we don't believe we're the only ones going to heaven, but we do believe that you have to follow the Bible, uh, to go to heaven, we're the only ones really following the Bible, correctly. (laughs) I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna eat this banana, but I'm gonna give it to it by its (laughs) fall. In the end, you know, The other ones, the other ones that believe don't believe in intro. No, we don't believe they exist. (laughs) Don't even try to show me that flute. (laughs) Floutist. No, we, we just have certain practices. The problem is we become known for those practices instead of for the king who rules us. And so, here's, here's our suggestion for the week. When you go out in the world um, and people talk about you know we believe that this is a good place to learn um, to follow Jesus with other people. You think this is a good place to do that? If you think that's a good place to do that, you, like, you want to invite your friend and you say, "Well, go to the Mineral Springs Church of Christ." And they say, "Oh, y'all are the ones that believe this." And you say, "Well, we we do that, but more than anything, we believe that Jesus is resurrected and alive and He's King and." All the other discussions we can have later, but the reason we are a church is not because we believe in these certain practices. The reason we are a church is because Jesus is alive. We can make that message clear. We can ring that bell and that bell alone, Or we can muddle it up with all other sorts of conversations. Conversations that are worth having. I know I've said that a thousand times, but I feel like in such a sermon I need to. Conversations that are worth having, but they should never be our sole message. So, what I've got for you is some good news. Good news about a man who died and didn't stay dead. Man calls us to a new sort of life, a life of love, not just the people you like, a difficult life of love and peace and joy and patience and kindness, a difficult life. It's not easy, it's not an easy message to follow, but it is a clear one to understand. Think if we can be known for that. Maybe at first it isn't about. Well, y'all are the ones that think Jesus is alive. Maybe it's about y'all are the ones that love and serve your neighbor. I've gotten that too, and I'm very thankful for you guys about that. I've gotten that. Where do you work? I'm not going to tell you. It's usually what I say. <laughs> They ask me again two or three times and just say, oh, Mineral Springs Church of Christ. I don't like people know I'm a preacher. Like, it's hard to have real conversations with actual human beings when they think you're a preacher. I try to tell them. I just play one on Sundays. <laughs> 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 but they, we have not play, where are you at Mineral Springs Church? Oh, y'all are the other ones that do the great giveaway. Oh, that's so refreshing. To be known, recognized for an act of service, and an act of love. So I have you to you, you thank for that. That clear message that we preach, that you preach, doesn't have to be complicated. Actually, I'm arguing it shouldn't be complicated. It should be about this Jesus who died on the cross, who is alive. So, the clear message today is not, it's just what do you want to follow? Do you want to follow Jesus for the first time? Or do you want to come back to Jesus and follow Jesus again? That's the question. Now, you can ignore that question today. You cannot ignore that question until the end of time. It's either a question you're going to have to answer today, tomorrow, or next week or next year. Or it's a question you will have to answer Jesus' face to face. Do you want to follow If you want to stop following Jesus, if you need help returning to following Jesus this morning, please come forward and love his name.